Welcome back to The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. If anybody else got to say something different about that, then come see me. Yeah. I'm right here in Beemore outside the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. Whoop. I'm about that. Whoop. Big trust. Whoop. 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 Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. It's another special week in Studio E, and I just want to take this time to induct you into the Podcasting Hall of Fame for 2019 and your role as host of The Bunt. <laughs> you know, the first thing that comes to mind is my great co-host and our sound engineer, Ant. <gasps> I can't talk. <laughs> No digs at Jimmy Johnson, baby. We back. It's episode four. It's going to be another barn <laughs> burner. We love the the live on air Hall of Fame introductions this weekend. But it's back to business, baby. I'm D. Jones. I got the ghost with me. We got ants one behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still, still. Break down what we got going on this week. And it's a big week here in Studio E. We got Baker Legend. Spanky, Kevin Spanky Long in the building. What a nice guy, man. What a pleasant interview. Just an all-around good guy. Um, super stoked for you guys to hear the interview. We had a fun chat. Then you know what time it is. We go into the post office, some funny emails this week, and uh, rounding it out with the rundown. Man, the final eight, round two was dope. We got four left, and we got we deep dove into that shit. We finally got down to business and found out what your man Kirk Cousin was like in the post office, eh? Yeah. Fuck. So like always, make sure to like us on Facebook at The Bunt. Follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Get your emails and voice notes into thebuntlive at gmail.com. Keep making this post office what it is. Nothing without you guys. And if you missed an episode, head over to thebuntlive.com. I think we gotta get some clothes up there, man. You got you got some? Yeah, I'm thinking a little one-two punch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a little something light for spring, eh? For spring? Yeah. Well, by the time we get around to putting it up there, it'll probably be middle of spring, beginning like, of summer. Yeah, dog. that's true. That's true. So, <laughs> if we aim for spring, it's a realistic target. <laughs> I feel you. You know exactly what time it is. The ghost shout out of the week. Yeah, this week was uh, heavy, you know what I'm saying? A couple of banging things popped off. I got to get take my hat off to the one and only Ashad Ware. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Does it again. He can't miss. He's just gifted, man. He's just that dude. He really is. It ain't is. right, man. He's damn swaggy, too. Spar- yo, sparking 2020 off the right way. Uh, I think if he has a nice, healthy, motivated year, which it seems like he does every year. Uh, that's my early pick for Sodi 2020. He, he's just too steezy. Kyle Walker, you know, uh, shout out to you as well. Um, and then on the flip side, so those two guys, those guys are like stunt men with style. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ill trick selection. 
uh, but they don't necessarily get me hyped to go skate. It's more like I'm just sitting back and watching as a fan and having my mind blown. Mm-hmm. So that was dope. But on, on the on the motivational side to go skate, yo, I know you loved it too. We got to give a big shout out to the new bronze video. Oh, so many homies up in there, and that oh. shit just made me want to fucking jump on my skateboard in this fucking minus six weather today and uh, do a nollie flip or something. But that ain't happening. Man, it's like an all-time list they got going in those videos now, Ben. Man, Mitch Brett hit me up the other day fucking bragging about he he's going to get a bronze box. Yo, you know what? Yo, fuck it. I ain't been asking for much. Yo, bronze, man. Yo, the boys at Studio E, you know, especially me, we here, we thirsty. Let me get that box and uh, maybe a little something for Dono and, and Ant's one. But yo, the video was ill. Incredible. Uh, Will Marsh, you know what I'm saying? Rookie Pro just popping footage out left, right, and center. Uh, so proud of the little homie. But that video was just a fun watch start to finish, man. And big shouts to Adrian Vega. That's my shout-out of the week, man. Steeziest man on the board these days. Ain't that the truth. So like we said, we have Kevin Spanky Long in the building this week. Absolute legend. Been watching this guy skate for, what, almost 20 years? 15 yeah. maybe I mean, he's, he's been doing the damn thing for a long time since almost as long as I can remember like this is skateboarding that's if, a long time if that was one of the videos you grew up on you love Spanky and uh, his career has just been an inspiration to watch the ups and downs and now he's fucking back on point he said his body's feeling great um, nothing but but good things in the future oh and some breaking news from spanky at the end Some of the interview huge too. breaking news man some inspirational news spanky without further ado let's get into it baby oh oh hold up hold up <laughs> you know i'm sober right now but that ain't gonna stop me from force feeding beers down your throat <laughs> let me grab a couple green cans <laughs> steam whistle canada's premium pilsner the only buzz Thrilled to have Kevin Spanky Long in the building. What's going on, man? How's your day going so far? So far, so good. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah, man. We're happy you're here. Yeah. So we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Favorite sports moment would probably have to be the Kings taking home the Stanley Cup. I think it was 2012. That was in the height of my hockey fandom, which is probably the height of any sports stuff i've ever had i mean that shit was crazy wayne gretzky's the real deal huh dude i was a big fan in the gretzky days my da- i grew up my dad like took me to king's games all the time and like back when it was at the old uh, great western forum and stuff and then i fell back into it like i don't know maybe 2010 or something and then that that next couple of years i watched every game probably so sick up, up until 2014 or 15 i was just like on it and then i just dropped off completely i haven't watched single game since but you reached the pinnacle that team that won the stanley cup was it was stacked man and they were like underachieved all season i think they finished in like the eighth seed right yeah it was gnarly just took everyone out it was gnarly and it was it was sick because i mean obviously like a bunch of just bandwagon people came on in LA and like all my homies would would all of a sudden like come to the bar 
and it would be like crazy like that whole playoff season we like set it off we had the bar like so we'd go to barney's beanery which is just this weird hollywood it's like the place that um janice joplin had her last meal and stuff it's just like this jack place that my dad used to take us to and uh yeah it would be filled with people like all skaters and shit like dylan would always come like we had like 20 people deep that whole that whole like postseason was insane i jumped on that wagon you remember that yeah of course that's why it's like funny we're talking about it a good buddy of ours is friends with drew doughty so we've heard some like legendary stories about that guy. sick he was my He's fucking like, favorite our buddy claims that he doesn't drink water only pop and gatorade <laughs> sick the freak of nature that guy that makes sense because he got kind of thick (laughs) he's taking some years off but he is like one of the most talented guys in the league still but that being said like besides those short periods like when i was a kid and then that that run i mean a couple years before they made that run and then maybe a year after besides that i just was like all on and then like all off with sports kind of (laughs) so what about favorite skate moment Skate moment, that's hard. I'll just pick a random one. I was there, I was there when Jeremy Ray did the front three down the triple set in Santa Monica what? as a little kid, like just was like there to see Venice and like Damn. see Santa Monica. And we were like just checking all the skate spots out. And me and my homies saw him do that. And you could see us in the background of the photo. Damn, that's so. As like little ass kids. That's insane, legendary clip. So where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating? I came up in LA, like north in the suburbs, a place called Agora in Oak Park, and uh, just came up skating, like neighborhood shit. My older brother skated a bit. It was uh, it was always just kind of a part. It was around. My dad was a surfer. Yeah, in like in the beginning of middle school. I I met that dude JT Alts. We went to the same middle school. Oh, sick! What? And I and like me and all my friends were just kind of like riding around on bikes or fucking rollerblades or skateboards, everything. You know what I mean? And then he was just like, he was like, Nah, if you want to be a skater, you got to be a skater. <laughs> sick. And then I just like would kick it with him all the time, and he like he was already sponsored and shit, and he kind of like showed me a bunch of videos and stuff and then i guess i was a skater after that and it's a good guy to have show you the way really good dude he was i mean he's such a legend and like he was he always had it he was gnarly as fuck knows manny god yeah (laughs) so what was your first big break in the skate industry i mean big break i don't know i feel like it's all it's all been a big break but that was i mean that was a break meeting jt and then i got like a sponsor like a shop sponsor this this shop called ig like ig um and they they hooked it up and then i don't know i had like a couple different sort of phases when i was a kid i got like hooked up really early i wrote for this company called 16 that was all all kids that was they like made a video and it was just yeah like one of those grom companies pretty pretty out of it and then probably when i got on in america that's when like shit changed I'd say that was probably the big break who scouted you for that yo the boss no actually I, it's i was skating with paul rodriguez and mike taylor a lot at that time and they were on s 
so we would go down to Soltec, and I, I think I just brought my tape, gave it to Justin Regan. It's one of those things, and yeah, just it. I don't know. It all happened so fast at that time. It was like got on City Stars, got on America. I forgot you were on City Stars too. Yeah, that was like close, closer to the end though. Yeah, it was like yeah, right at the end. Damn, that's still epic. That that's on your resume. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, it seemed like it was like a pretty formative time for me. So it seemed it seemed like a big chunk of it all, as like all that stuff was going so fast. That was like definitely an important time where we were like doing it we did a bunch of trips and stuff and like kareem would be on the trips and what yeah it was just like a lot of good times with kareem and all those dudes really it was kind of it was a super sick time and i definitely didn't i was definitely an outsider like i didn't really like fit the the aesthetic or the vibe over there but (laughs) it was like something that i don't know it was cool kareem really liked that he was like it's sick that you're not just like the rest of us the same yeah yeah so your part in this is skateboarding is an all-time great the song and skating combo was flawless style trick selection epic what was that era like for you filming that video and then what was the reaction like when once the video dropped thanks um yeah that was one of those things where man that that was just this time where i started to film with minor and like go on these trips and andrew reynolds and fucking ellington and heath and all these dudes would be occasionally like on the trips and it it, it was a short period of time i can't remember exactly how long it was but it all just was a fucking whirlwind and it didn't it wasn't like you know like making a plan to to have this part in this video i was just doing everything i could at at every moment just to like feel like i was worthy to have a seat at that table you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. i was just like this is fucking crazy i can't believe i'm on this trip <laughs> like if we were at a spot i was gonna try anything i could like and that was just at the time where we were all you know skating our our bodies were young and we were just skating mm-hmm. as much as you fucking possibly could so yeah it just I don't know, it was just fucking sick. Herman and I were we'd be in Europe for months on end together, like just going going to all the contests and stuff and it just Yeah, and then and then it was like that and then they just kinda edited the video together. I don't I think I was just didn't even know if I was gonna actually have a part and then it came out and yeah, we were hyped. Blew the mandem away, yo. Yeah. <laughs> so beast. I think we've talked about this before but we both really like when people have a couple tricks on the same spot and you did that a couple times in your part man that was sick i think that was just being you know being hungry and and being at the spots and just trying to get get whatever you know was that kick crooks down the white hub though man Woo. oh thanks yeah i still i still don't even like i've never really known how to do good crooked grinds but it just kind of like forced it in you know I didn't have any pinch or anything. I was just like so hyped on that hubba. <laughs> so around that time, this is skateboarding and Dark Star Battalion came out. There was a heated debate in our skate crew. And it separated our squad right down the middle. We're hoping you can put an end to the polarizing debate of 2003. Who is a better skateboarder? Kevin Spanky Long or Galia Mamalu? <laughs> oh my God. Without a question, Galia. Jesus. Oh, I was I was on your side. I remember we well, would argue about this shit 
the part in this is skateboard and just hit different man that's I, well that's very generous but uh yeah i mean i guess everything. that's i'm standing by my choice man i love galia <laughs> and he's incredibly talented but at the time i'm team spanky man hell yeah so basically this is skateboarding had just come out and battalion had come out in the same year i think and yeah i don't know why that was like <laughs> that was a debate but it was bro, so a whole heated. summer it must have been man. <laughs> wow legit fights about it that is a fucking flattering comparison or that even that was a yeah that that was a debate man glee is so good i was a fan um i mean i guess that's what's cool about skateboarding it's completely subjective and you're you just mm-hmm. it's it's apples and oranges but that's cool I mean, there's no real answer to that question. It's just, it's just funny to ask you. But there was, the fights were incredible. Yeah, I remember once we were in like Scarborough Town Center at the eight rail, yeah. and that's when it sparked. And it was like half the crew was like, we were like yelling at each other, like, "You're so fucking dumb." It's it, obviously Kalia, or it's obviously Spanky. You're saying it's not even that video versus the Dark Star video. It's like me versus Kalia. Yeah. No, it's one versus one. Yeah, that's fucked love that but it was almost split like pretty even yeah i'm gonna have to revisit that part yeah battalion yeah that part is crazy yeah i was like nolly heel back lip yeah ender sick so you and the legend brian herman bunt alumni you know best known for his interview on the bunt (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) classically came up side by side what was it like having you know mostly the same sponsors and basically you know, having a brother to navigate the skate industry all these years. Dude, honestly, that was the shit. Um, Brian's my motherfucking brother, dude. That that shit, we like really, we really came up like together. Yeah, like you said, we had the same sponsors. We were just on the road. We were both little kids and we were just kind of like witnessing the actual world together and <laughs> like side by side. And like we... And we came from like pretty different upbringings, and I was and I'm a little bit older than Brian, and uh, yeah, man, it was just I think for as much as we could, even at the time, we recognized that it was like cool to have that sort of connection and and to have like a, um, a yeah, bro, to just navigate that weird time in your life with. You know what I mean? Like we were, we were like such skate rats that we didn't know anything about girls, like because we <laughs> we were both high school dropouts. We're experiencing traveling overseas together, um, all that shit. We're we're just like, dude, this is crazy, <laughs> right? And then he's just like, yeah, man, it's fucking nuts. Yeah, that must have been the best, man. Yeah, it's cool. And and I gotta say, like Brian. Brian's fucking nuts, dude. He's he's such a crazy dude. Like he's like, he was like such a psychedelic kid. Like his take on the world and just like the the bizarre ways he would he would like play the weirdest fucking tricks on me and shit. He shit in my Pringles can when we were a kid. <laughs> oh damn! Like he was like on some pranks where you're just like, what the fuck? Like what is this even? Where? How does your mind even go there? <laughs> Wow, yeah, we were actually going to ask you about that. Herb, <laughs> dog. He's like, ask, ask about when I tried to surprise him with the Pringles can. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're in like Barcelona or some shit, and he, 
I like left the room. We had all the little kid snacks and stuff. And then I came back and I just like grabbed a can of Pringles and it was hot and I dropped it. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? And, he, and he's just like looking at me like such a weirdo cracking up on the other side of the room. Like already the way he was looking at me when I went to like go grab the snacks was like, dude, this, this weirdo's up to something. Yeah. And then I... And then he's like, open it, open it. And I'm like, no, what is wrong with you? you just stuck your hand in there? Jesus. God, yeah. I was like, what Like, what are you trying to get out of this? Money, yeah. But then I just, you know, I had to give it to him for the full commitment. Yeah, you got to think. He went and actually shit yeah. in the can. Yeah, think about, like, <laughs> shitting into a Pringles can. That's fucking Man. disgusting. <laughs> That's fucked. He must have thought it was genius, man. He's like, I got him now. Yeah, Dude, he was on some weird shit. It was sick. Yeah. So like we said, Herman was on the podcast a couple seasons ago, and we hit him up for some questions. And he also wanted us to slide in an on-wax thank you for always looking out for him when you guys were growing up and said he wouldn't be where he is today without you, man. Oh, man, well, that goes both ways, so I got to thank that fool. He's, he, and I got to see that dude do those tricks that he did. Like that, yeah. like... That is one of the most talented skateboarders I've ever seen. And he had and he had this like he had this window where you could just see his skills sort of they elevated to the next level. Andrew and I always talk about it together because it was like between I guess it was between this skateboarding and um Baker 3, he just sort of like turned into something extra. Yeah. <laughs> it was gnarly. For sure, Baker 3 was the biggest jump <clears throat> from like whatever his previous part was. Yeah. I think Digital, he shared a part with uh, Joey. Porous? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Baker 3 was like a whole, a whole other level. level up of pain. Yeah. Pre math. One of our favorite times of every episode is hooking up the people with a box. God knows we get enough of them. It's time for y'all to get one too. And CHPO brand is here for the people. This week, we're going to do something a little different. Wednesday afternoon, we're going to post a photo. All you have to do is comment on Instagram your favorite CHPO brand product and the box could be yours. So after this is skateboarding came out, you had some sick clips and on video. Everything seemed to be on the up and up. At what point did you start having issues with your knees? Yeah, I guess that was, I'm trying to think. The first one must have been, I guess it may have been after Baker 3. Like maybe right after Baker 3 came out. I can't really remember. But yeah, I tore some shit and my knee was pretty minor. But it just started a sort of pattern of just many years of knee problems and not not taking care of them and just kind of being off the board for whatever the six months that that takes and then getting right back on and sort of tearing it again and rehab and just didn't it just felt like pretty sketchy for a while. And I was getting discouraged and I just was like really not taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. And then I'd have some time, but it was like, 
you know, it was when things were really, I was getting my first shoe and then it would be like, you know, we need an ad, we need this. And, um, so I'd get it together physically for, for, to kind of get that ad or something. And then it just kind of, I guess I was sort of just fulfilling the obligations that I had to do as a professional and trying to balance that with being pretty, being pretty unhealthy physically. So that, that lasted a while, but it was called, it was all kind of like on and off injuries. Damn. Both knees. Oh, damn. Did you end up having surgery on either of them? Like you're saying partial tears and then more tears. Like, Yeah, I had, I probably tore it, you know, five times or something, but I had, I had, uh, three three surgeries like cleanups which essentially they just took out cartilage from my knees from my meniscus but they don't replace it with anything so it was feeling pretty rough after the three that's gnarly Mm -hmm. so you're not one to shy away from a battle as we've seen in your b-sides sometimes you got to go back to spots once or twice maybe even three times are you ever going to go back and finish the frontside flip over the huge green rail you tried and stay gold? Dude. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> that fucker. I think I may I, I think I may have just recently put that one to bed. Oh. I try I I will tell you I tried it a bunch of times for Baker 4. I've been jumping over that thing and I live damn. I live like 3 blocks from there. Oh. And that was just so, like, in the last 10 years, I, I'd say, I, don't, I mean, I guess I started trying to frontside flip over that for Stay Gold, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It may have even been before that. But, um, yeah, I just, like, would save it till the last bit of, <laughs> because of coming close in Stay Gold, like, I landed on a bunch of times, and I was like, all right, th- that thing's so tall, and it's just not really... Like, as years go on, it's, like, further and further from the shit I skate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, filming Baker 4, I, I've honestly was, like, f- feeling as physically fit as I have since I was a teenager before all that knee stuff. Like, lately, I've been feeling really good. Nice. And I've been been able to jump down shit again. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to leave this till the very end of Baker 4. Yeah. So I started trying it, like, halfway through the filming process. And... I just like, yeah, I don't know. I just battled it probably four or five times for Baker Four. <laughs> Holy shit! So in total, like, that's that's like a, I don't even know how many times I would have been back. We started doing some calculations because I went skydiving recently, and then Andrew was like, when I was about to go skydiving, he was like, if you count up all the the attempts at Burbank Middle, you probably have already skydived just from that. Tr- <laughs> From that trick. And then I did some, like, rough calculation, and it was pretty close. That's fucked. Took 13,000 feet of dropping. (laughs) That's insane. So you're putting it to bed, though, eh? I mean, who knows? It's just one of those things, honestly. I love a fucking battle. Like, I love love that that's a part of skateboarding, that you got to go back a million times. Like, I really, as cliche as it sounds, like, the harder you got to work for it, the more rewarding it is. And, like... I do find a, a fucking a beauty in in the actual process. So so like that. I mean, I think that somebody's actually switch frontside flipped that. Like so much crazy shit have gone down over that. 
and it's not like where I'm going to stand out within skateboarding, but it's a, it's a highly personal thing. So I kind of, I kind of have love for that. And so I'll say that, so I'll say that like for now it's, it's beat me, (laughs) (laughs) but you never know. Oh, now we're really hoping to see that shit go down. (laughs) He's not putting it to bed. He can't put it to bed. Man. It's yeah. I mean, it's napping for sure, but I don't know if it's to bed for good. Yeah, sometimes when you're battling, I don't think I've ever battled something quite as gnarly and like gone back as many times as you're saying. But like, sometimes it just gets in your head. Like the thought of riding away seems too good to actually be true, and then <laughs> you just your legs get like jello, and you're just like, "Fuck, it's not going." Yeah, down. dude, it's just tall and and uh, it's I huge, man. I don't like. Ri- I think the problem is I can't really go fast enough to to ride away because like the last couple times. I would just like throw frontside one eighties over it in the in the warm up for the first go, and I would just like the last time I tried it, I just like threw down one eighty, was like soaring through the air, landed, stomp, like smash onto the side, very first trick of the day, just like fuck this thing, man. <laughs> to like the build the build up of ten years over a trick, like you have to be so clear headed to to make some shit like that and. I mean, I love doing frontside flips, but like, I don't, I don't have one that that floats like that, necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It's interesting. It's, it's like, I, I was that one haunted me. Like I was waking up in the middle of the night, fuck, you for need- for like four months straight. Wow. Like my lady would look over at me and know when I was like thinking <laughs> about that trick. <laughs> like she knows that it's like a thing. Like. For, cause I tried it a bunch for, uh, the made chapter two video mm-hmm. and that one, I landed on it so many times Oh my god! and I even did like a Baker maker away from it. Really like really sketchy, but in, we didn't, we didn't show any of those attempts or, or the Baker maker or anything. Cause I was just going to save it for Baker four, but god. yeah, I don't know. There's always Baker five, yo. Yeah, I guess. That's what Beagle said. We were there, and he's like, fuck it, Doug. Baker 5. <laughs> Just like, okay. <laughs> Maybe as long as I have that, like, you got to have a goal, you know? Yeah. Keep you going. You got to be waxing the bottom of your board. Like you got to do everything. Yeah. You got you to get some risers on, some high-ass trucks. Dude, I did wax the shit out of my board. <laughs> oh, that's that sounds painful. It's pretty sick, though. <clears throat> so we love discussing illegal tricks over here at the Bunt. And uh, we just want to know if over 10 years later, do you still stand behind your decision to do a varial flip revert in Baker 3? <laughs> um, dude, I mean, that is highly illegal. <laughs> I've done some pretty illegal tricks like throughout my whole career, I swear. <laughs> or I don't know, like I'd I would just call them irresponsible. Yeah, I like that. That's what Jerry calls them. Irresponsible <laughs> tricks. Yeah, I mean I can't stand behind that. There's a lot of things I can't fully stand <laughs> behind, honestly. Uh yeah, I like that. Irresponsible. Yeah, Jerry doesn't do many irresponsible tricks, just no. Nah, he's pretty responsible. I think I had a decade of irresponsibility. <laughs> well it's good well it's good to know that you're cleaning it up. Looking back, you you know that varial flip revert was uh, <laughs> irresponsible. That was low. 
But fuck it, I, I still back it. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't recommend it. So what was going on in your life around the time Baker took your pro board away? Man, that was just like, I was just uh, watching a lot of Kings games, going to, <laughs> going to the bar a lot. You know, I just was on a pretty piled out path. I've talked about it a lot, but yeah, I was just drinking a lot. I didn't have a lot of room for skateboarding in my life, which sounds so weird now because it consumes so much of of everything I do now. But at the time, I just kind of like being frustrated with my my body, the state of my body, and then just getting caught in that fucking web of partying. I just was on a whole different tip and I, I can't even tell you what I was doing. The years were just kind of flying by and I was slowly losing sponsors, but I was like, yeah, makes sense. You know, like I don't, I wasn't really trying to fight for anything because I, I had been telling myself since I started skating that this shit was temporary and not to try and ride it out too hard. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of trying to figure out what my next move was. And in the meantime, I was, I mean, I was having a lot of fun, but I just wasn't really doing anything productive. And, um, yeah, I was married and that was like, there was plenty of things within that, that like I could be taken far away from skateboarding, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of a long period. It, it happened slowly, but then because it was uh, losing different sponsors, but I was still a pro skater. I was still like, I was still on Ruka, so I was going on trips, and then I would just try to get my shit together and get enough, get a photo on a trip, and you know, get an ad when I needed to, film a video part when I really had to, but generally just kind of like you know doing doing what i thought i had to do instead of like instead of what i wanted to do creatively or or what i wanted to see myself doing i didn't have goals for myself i was just kind of like doing what i thought it took to get by damn so um what changes did you make in order to get back on track then well i started by just i started by just like agreeing to my friends that I was just going to take a break from from drinking and like give skateboarding one more go. So I just kind of was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I definitely have a problem with this shit. So let me try something new. And I completely stopped drinking, didn't know how long it would take or how long it was going to last. But it's quickly just changed up my whole lifestyle and then I and then I just like got obsessed with skating again and then from there it was it was just like I don't really know how to explain it it was like my it was like my life restarted or something and a huge part of that was just was just like letting skateboarding back into my life in a in a profound way and and like falling back in love with it and and getting back to that place where it was like I was fucking going outside every day and r- reminded like what actually makes me happy that's so sick 
And luckily, as a result, like, fucking slowly, um, I started getting sponsors back and started filming video parts and blah, 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 you know? Then it just changed, changed the course. Thank God you did, man. So there have been a bunch of big changes over at America. It's no secret. The boss moved over to Vans. Those are some big shoes to fill. Are you up for the challenge? And what do you guys have planned in the near future? Um, shit. I mean, yeah, those are some fucking gigantic shoes to <laughs> fill. Um, I don't know that you could ever directly do that, but we're, yeah, we're just going to take it in a direction that, you know, I fucking love that company and it's got a lot of history and I, got, I love the shoe. I got, I got a pro shoe right now and things change and it's kind of, it's kind of sick in a way, like a big change can be really good. Losing the, losing the boss is like never sick. Let's not pretend that that's awesome, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, yeah, I don't know. There's a good squad and we're just going to keep trying to fucking do what makes that company rad. So your new part, Baker 4, was uh, super inspiring to watch. I mean, we've kind of touched on it throughout the interview. You had the injuries, you had the party phase, and, like, some of your old footage, like, you didn't seem fully on point. You know what I mean? Like, fully connected to your board. For sure. You brought back the vintage style on this one when you're breaking out perfect cab flips. You know you're Ooh. skating a lot. <laughs> uh, what was different this time around putting a part together? Um, first of all, thanks. And, uh, yeah, I think the difference is that I'm, I realize I'm the kind of skateboarder that needs to be skating all the fucking time to be on my game. I'm not, I'm not like, like, I know, I know some of these guys, Herman, for example, he can just jump on whenever and, and <laughs> do, do whatever. But like, I just think I've, I've come to the realization that I'm more of a workhorse and I fucking love it. I love working for it. So this time around, I just did that. I just went out and skated every single day, every fucking day for the last three years, not to try and prove something, but just because that's like the only way I'll, I'll feel like I'm living up to my potential as a skateboarder. So I guess that's just what I did. And also I fucking, my love for Baker has grown too over the years. I just like appreciate it more than ever. And so be like the build up to Baker four, I just wanted to like give that justice, just being a part of something. Cause I could feel like that that was going to be something super special from the beginning. So if I was going to be in it, I just, it started, I just wanted to have like a few really good tricks and Andrew was just like, maybe we'll, we'll share a part or something and let, let the, let the young guys shine. And I was like, hell yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I just, you know, got into addict mode and was out there trying to skate as much as I could. And, um, by the end I was lucky enough to have a full part of stuff and be in that video. Man. I think the beauty of Baker four was not only did like the young guys shine, but everyone was shining man i think uh everyone put a lot of work into that project and you could really tell yeah we i mean we all love that shit i think and that's where that comes from like we love baker and so yeah everyone wanted to do a good job man my favorite part of last year was the otis yeah 100 percent. yeah that dude that was a beautiful part it was it was really rad to see that come together there was like a lot of different um versions of that part 
And uh, yeah, like at one point he was skating to a Prince song and Ooh. it was so sick. <laughs> and then that was just too crazy with rights and stuff. Oh yeah, I bet. Um, so when that shit got shut down, it was like devastating. And then the the way that it came through with the fucking Hall and Oates song is like such a bizarre <laughs> choice. But I mean, his skating and his personality is just so so rad and so real and it's so Baker. So yeah, yeah, no, that was epic. But yeah, again, back to your part real quick. It was just sick seeing, like, the, it's like your skating came full circle from. This is skateboarding, like clearly like young skate rat skating 24-7. And then you can kind of see in some of your parts after that, it just, you could see that you're maybe not skating as much, whether it was partying or injury, but then it's like your style came all the way back around. <clears throat> Unlocked it. it. Yeah, it was, it was really sick to watch it. Definitely was inspiring. Thank you. I appreciate that that came through. Definitely. Switching gears a little bit here. Can you tell us just how evil Mikey Taylor is? We'd love to know about the puddle incident. <laughs> wow. The puddle incident. Oh my god, who are your sources? Uh, man, when we you know, when we're kids, like kids are pretty fucked up. We did, we all did a bunch of fucked up shit. But yeah, like Mikey definitely had some some little bit of a devil streak in him. Sorry, Mikey. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus too hard. But yeah, the puddle thing, I wonder if he even remembers this. I'll tell it. It was a fucking super rainy day in the valley. Pouring rain. Wet everywhere. We were trying to go skate some spot undercover or something. Full minivan full of people. Mikey was always like running the fucking minivan. Calling the shots. A lot of hijinks going down in the minivan, like a lot of telling his little brother to shut the fuck up and <laughs> and like just being a boss. And uh, and then just like bad kid style, dude, saw, saw a puddle and just there was a, a fucking big ass puddle in the gutter, giant, like a flood, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then like a bus stop and he just... He, it just like he was overcome and he couldn't not do it and he just veered toward the puddle and just oh, oh no fucking four foot wave crashed <laughs> on these poor people oh, waiting at the God. bus stop dude and i think that he had he thought it out he, there's no way he would have done it like yeah. had he known that there was gonna be like a fucking big kahuna <laughs> <laughs> on these people <laughs> but Damn, did he ruin some days. Holy like, shit. I just remember being like, no, 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 no. And then <laughs> boom. And then just like everyone just dying laughing. And I was just like, fuck, dude. I'm not cut out for this kind of <laughs> torture. Yo, he should go to jail for like 10 days for that <laughs> now in 2020. 10 days now, yeah. 10 days is a long time. That's a lot, dude. 10 days in jail. Dude, that's so evil. That's like insane. Yeah. Man, <laughs> on purpose. But like like you said, you never like I mean, if you go out and seek to drive through a puddle and get people, yeah. But it is that just like it was his like instant reaction. You would never do that. None I'm of not us, saying I us, would, but none of us three would ever do that. <laughs> 10 days, man. Jake Donnelly would do it. Yeah. But it was, you know what I mean? It was like something, it was like something pure came over him and he was <laughs> yeah. like, here's a, like, it wasn't premeditated. He wasn't like, 
you know, I'm about to fuck these people up. He was just like, saw the opportunity and like, um, I got to respect the like bad kiddedness in him, <laughs> but wow, God damn, I don't, I, that would, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was like, my heart broke for those people. <laughs> Wow, man. I would. I <laughs> at least they there, were like probably. What time of day was it? Were they heading home from work at least? Yeah. I mean, if, if I remember correctly, it seemed like heading home from work, but you're like waiting at the bus, you know what I mean? Like some fucking rich bus, kids so. in a, in oh. a minivan. Like, dude, we fucked them up. 10 days, was, man. <laughs> minimum. If that was, yeah, that would prevent all puddles from like being driven through. I hope Mikey has a different recollection of maybe he, maybe I'm tripping, but I remember it clear as day. He swerved to not run over something. Like a squirrel yeah, or something. totally. Maybe there was a squirrel I, <laughs> I missed. We heard from Jerry that once uh, he was talking shit on Switchfront Big Spins, and uh, <laughs> you didn't really like that and just said, fuck you. <laughs> What's the story there? Maybe that's the entire story, but I thought that was pretty funny. Dude, that was really recently. Jerry said so, <laughs> it was really recently. And he was like, I remember he was like, yeah, I mean, he was talking about some, some, he was, he just talked about it, switch big spins, like in the same breath as some other res- irresponsible tricks. And he was just like, yeah, like switch big spins or something. I was like, what? And then, and then like two weeks, two weeks later, we were at Chevy Chase skate park and he, and he was like, there's a little double set there. And he's, and he was learning switch frontside big spins down the double set. Oh, and he shit. did like such a sick one. And he was like, dude, I did it. That felt so good. Now I know why you do those. And I was like, fool, you were just shitting on that trick like two <laughs> weeks ago. And he was like, what? No, I wasn't. <laughs> it's so funny how, People will take it personally if you attack a trick. That's like one of your go-to tricks. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I it mean, it's a personal attack. Yeah, it is. But like him saying that in and within, like you're in within earshot. That's that's a personal attack right there. That's totally. one of your signature moves, man. Man, usually I wouldn't take offense to it, but uh, it seemed extra personal with that one. <laughs> <laughs> And then he did it so good too. I was like, "You motherfucker!" Yeah, what? That's weird. He's just learning them. He's got one of the best switch front shoves in the game. Maybe, maybe it was relearning them. Yeah, it might have been a relearn. He could do anything. Yeah. So we heard you were found asleep in a super sketchy situation in Tokyo. What's the story there? Yeah, man. We went to Tokyo. I don't remember what year that was, but it was in. Let's just say it was during the lost years for me. <laughs> and and. uh we went for this art show. It was whatever before Instagram and all that. We did. A, we had this like art show that was like BlackBerry photos, hmm. and and it and we kind of traveled it around for a bit. Now it just seems like not that weird to have a photo show of things that you took on your phone. But at the time, it was kind of novel and weird. And it was a bunch of friends from New York: um, Jerry, Todd Jordan, Neck Face, all these all these dudes but uh yeah they give they flew us all out to tokyo to do an art show and we were there for like a week or something and i just blacked out like the entire trip (laughs) which like i was not not a stranger to blacking out but like dude i was flooring it for a week straight 
Maybe it was less. I have no idea. But yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently, like the after party for the show was at some some big club, and uh, I just have like little visions of of like little points of basically waking up from blackouts, and um, that I was like sleeping under the table, and they're like, "Yo, get Spanky up, let's go, fucking, we're going to the next party." give them a bump or some shit you know it's like sketchy and then they and they went under and then jerry just told me he like lifted me up and like my hair just like uncovered that i was sleeping on a broken stem of a champagne bottle or of a champagne glass like two two inches from my from my face like just like in under the table damn (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like that just tells you what kind of. That was like a good time for me. It was just like, <laughs> like I might miss the party, but I don't know. I'll be I'll be sleeping under the table. Yeah, <laughs> having cool dreams. Wow, dreaming about that frontside flip. Actually, probably dude, not at that time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I was dreaming about. That's gnarly, man. Yeah. Can you tell us about the time you guys were all in Australia and? For whatever reason, we're bullying Brayden relentlessly. Yeah, dude. So, <laughs> must be another Jerry question. Yeah, we took this America trip to Australia, and it was one of those ones where everyone is in one big van. There was something about the the van that just felt like maybe we just had a bigger crew or something but it just it just felt like the fucking whoever was talking was like on stage you know what i mean it was like maybe the layout of the van or something but it was just like full on the whole thing was pretty much a roast session and brayden just you know he's he's like he's not a dumb dude but like he has this thing where he he just speaks before he thinks about it sometimes especially <laughs> in that like time in his life i swear there was no single it just came out whatever he whatever he just like he would just say it and then have to like basically figure out how to stand by what he just the crazy shit he just said yeah he was getting roasted pretty hard and he was just like and then he was fighting back pretty hard and jerry jerry was very very like dryly just destroying him <laughs> and like the i think it was the third day and he just he just put headphones on and just was like i, I fucking i'm done i'm never speaking again <laughs> <laughs> sounds like jerry got what he wanted <laughs> yeah I, but then it was like no fun and we were all bummed and we were like dude we're sorry <laughs> come on bring Braden back Keep entertaining us nah he, it was fun though he, he was the shit it was it sucked that it bummed him out <laughs> We heard your brother once called Jerry Daniel Shimizu on purpose. Shimizu. <laughs> oh my god. What's the story there? Canceled. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, at a bar, I think my. You know, actually, my brother grew up with Daniel Shimizu, like elementary school days, like, way before he started skating. And I remember Sick. with them, like Daniel would come over to the to the house and they would like ride bikes go to the jumps and shit and uh which was weird and then he moved away and to i forget where but years later i remember seeing him in 411 and being like daniel shimizu like the same fucking guy that looks like the same guy 
<laughs> um, and then sure enough, we like connected, reconnected later. And he was like, what up? How's your brother? And I was just like, this is a small fucking world. And then, yeah, some time at a bar, my brother said, what's up? And that's like, like kind of a racist joke, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He th- but uh, Jerry thought it was funny, I think. That's so random. So <laughs> random. But shout out Daniel Schmizu, the man. Yeah, man. And my brother. The fat kick front boards back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Man, it was steezy. One of the sickest styles, honestly. <laughs> so what's next for Kevin Spanky Long, man? You know what? I'll say what's next is we're having a baby in May. Oh, Me and my lady, yeah. Sick. That's Congrats, huge news, G. man. We ain't never heard that no, before. I yeah. haven't. Uh, That's yeah, I mean, I've t- I've told most of the homies, but it's like one of those things you start telling people like as as it go as it goes on, and yeah, man, that's that's what the fuck is up. Wow! Hell yeah! Congrats, man. We're like halfway through, and um, we're just preparing for a little girl to come into this world. Crazy! I'm so hyped, wow. man. It's like something we've wanted for a bit, and. So that's what's up. And just still like skating and trying to film some, a bunch of shit before she, before she comes out. And then, I mean, I'm still going to be doing everything the same, but I probably won't be traveling for a bit once she's around. Mm, that's so sick, man. Wow. Congrats. Thank you. Huge. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much as big as it gets over here. That's a monumental moment in the bunt history. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Serious break. <laughs> yeah. You know it'd be so funny if she if your daughter gets into skating too and then it's like Stella Reynolds and Baby Long like end up like skating together when they're older, just like you have your big brother connection with Reynolds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be sick. I'm Stella's godfather. So we I'm just also Andrew and I are close, so I'm, I hang out with Stella quite a bit, but I we asked her like, yo, we the kids come and we babysit and she's just like I mean, I guess. <laughs> We're like, all right, never mind. But yeah, hopefully That's she'll crazy. teach her how to skate. Maybe if she if she has interest in that. That's what's up. Yeah. Other than that, just still um, nonstop, like working on Baker stuff. I do these days, like for the last year or so, I've been doing. Um, I'm the art director over there, so that's kind of like a a day job, as yeah, it were. Two hats, man. That's sick. And. Uh, so balancing that and skating and America video, we're going to do a couple of projects with America and uh, we got some shit coming out with Baker and Ruka. So there's, it's going to be plenty of stuff coming up. About to be a busy dad, man. Busy dad for sure. <laughs> Yo, 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 y'all know what time it is. It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And this week, in honor of our guest, it's a pleasure to be brought to you by Spitfire Wheels. The new Spitfire times neck face collab is now available only in finer skate shops. The capsule includes new soft goods and accessories, Neckface's very own ADHD Cruiser, and Pro Edition Formula 4s by Rowan Zarilla, Cater Silla, and today's very special guest, our boy Kevin Spanky Long. It's a beautiful day to get broke off your herd, so head out to your shop now and cop this collection. It's can't miss things. You get me. 
Spitfire times neck face. Go and get you some. All right, man. Papa Spanky to be. You ready for this rapid fire? (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. Favorite skater? Jerry Sue. Favorite video? I'm going to say Baker 2G. Ooh. I wasn't in it. Favorite video part? (laughs) Herman and Baker 3. Favorite style? Heath. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Andrew. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Galea Mamalu. What? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All those years of fighting for you, man. <laughs> Favorite trick. <laughs> Switch big spin. Fuck you, Jerry. <laughs> Hardest trick for you. Switch flip. <laughs> Most irresponsible trick. Varial flip. Revert. <laughs> Favorite clip you've ever gotten. Ollie over this rail that was in Baker 3 because fucking eric costin was filming me with the shaky hands that was a epic hammer gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed uh some rails that van wastel grinded when we were a kid when we were kids dude he fucking grinded every rail within like a 10 mile radius of where we grew up and there were some fucking gnarly ones in there so sick he's the man missed that dude What's the one trick that got away? That frontside flip that's down the street from my house right now, taunting me. <laughs> What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? <laughs> the biggest bunt I ever witnessed was this fool Gabe that we grew up with that was the ultimate bunter. <laughs> and his one move was the fucking frontside half cap flip to front nose, like put one foot on there all the time and then like people were calling him out one day at this little six stair rail <laughs> and this fool could not even i never even seen him land one ollie and somehow he got on this rail and grinded all the <laughs> all the way down this this rail and then fucking flipped out toe side into the dirt and like dug up a stump with his head it was one of the sickest things i ever saw it was actually like his biggest bunt but also his biggest triumph wow it was brute what's the last new trick you learned i learned cab back tails and hard flip back tail on the same day just like two days ago feeling nice eh oh yeah man in the lab trying to learn shit what's your dream job after skating i'm doing it at baker art direction that's what's up bro favorite local brand Lottie Skate Shop. Favorite local skater? Mike Gelati. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? <laughs> I guess Ezekiel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ezekiel. Are you still a thing? Probably. <laughs> You're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite teammate ever? Man, TK. Hell yeah. Worst teammate ever? The one of the fools who is gonna like get you locked up just hanging out with them. <laughs> like they're the best, but you know, like we've had some dudes that are straight up legal liabilities. So the homies, but fuck. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the people probably know exactly who's being referred to. Worst company. Some CBD shit. I don't know. <laughs> the homie of the homie who works at a CBD place. 
<laughs> but hook me up. I'm down. Worst trend. Just like video tropes, like unoriginal video that looked like the last video. Also, I don't know if it's still a trend, but the the like 360 flip with the stanky leg. Mm. I don't know. That might be like 10 years ago, but I feel like they're still going down. There's a couple out there. Your boy Furby, man. Yeah, he, he sparked. He it sparked all. all that shit. Did he? But he oh, doesn't yeah. even like. I think he did it as a joke. At least I hope that one was. Because he doesn't normally do them like that. Yeah. But remember, he had that, like, flat-to-flat one. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that one's... Yeah, that's timelessly bad. <laughs> Took off from there, I feel like. I love I love a just unforced tray flip. Like, I always say, like, Reynolds has one of my favorite tray flips just because it's just... He pops it straight upwards, and there's no, like, exa- exaggerated front foot. Like, Rodrigo TX, too. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you might see him overturn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, worst style? Me in, like, 2011 wearing shorts. Party spanky. Yeah, par- party spanky <laughs> wearing shorts and black socks. Dude, fucking... <laughs> I wish I could erase that footage from the world. <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh? I guess me in 2011. <laughs> with your headphones on? <laughs> yeah, with my headphones on. <laughs> Yeah, dude, the fucking headphones. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, the dude with the headphones at the skate park. I know you're in the zone, but I'm sorry. You got to be aware of your surroundings and, like, join the sesh. I used to be that dude, but it's okay. I'm not anymore. You live and you learn. (laughs) And unfortunately, that brings the interview to an end, my friend. Thank you for coming on the show and doing this. Honestly, thank you guys. Uh, I'm a big fan. Keep it up. As are we, man. Thanks, G. Talk to you soon. Hell yeah. Welcome back to the post office. Brought to you by our good friends over at Time Bomb Trading. And the Stance collabs are just rolling in. This week, it's Marvel by Stance. They got all your favorite characters. Cyclops, Magneto, Wolverine, Storm. And man, if you're feeling real fresh, you just go for the box set. X-Men times Stance. You can't miss it. Let's get into these emails, man. All right, first up, we got an email from Hugh Jackman. I mean, Wolverine. Oh, sorry. I mean, John Dixon. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, I don't think it's any of them. Say who we got first. You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from Dan G. Wagwan, blessed and respect to the Bunt Men. First, let me start off by thanking you for introducing me to Top Boy. Show is amazing. You guys have never led me wrong and need your sagely wisdom. My question is, would it be bad form to leave my homies at the local park and start taking solo skate trips? The homies love discussing possible trips, but whenever we try to hammer down dates and locations, they bulk. The last skate trip we took required weeks of planning, debate, and conferencing just to go like six hours away. I love my dudes, but I'm ready to spread my wings and skate some strange. You dig? Would it be a dick move to stop talking about trips with them and start taking my own? Thanks. Top boy, bruv. Yeah. In the building, from the ends, get the food. Summer Hells Gang, man. Yo, this is a double-edged sword because 
you'll learn there's nothing like going on trips with the homies. It makes everything better. Even the flight there, the travel time, it's all fun. It's the best with the homies. But you got to go somewhere, so I feel your pain, man. But it ain't going to be the same without him. That's true, but I feel like I'm more like in his camp, you know? Like, I love nothing more than traveling with like my main squad, you know, bunt boys and shit. But I also do a lot of trips by myself. Or like I'll just stay on a trip longer. Like I'm, I'm used to being on the road solo. Sometimes, man, depending on what your schedule but it's is. To meet up with the homie, usually. Yeah, yeah, to meet up with the homie. But I'm yeah. saying he's he's go he's gonna fly solo. Yeah, but that's fine. But you got a homie. No, but he might going. be meeting up with homies. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just saying. Not us. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do because. Um, not every, it's hard. I don't know how old you are, but the older you get, it's it's almost impossible to get everyone's schedules aligned. And you just gotta hope that your homies aren't gonna get butt hurt because you, know, you got you can't just wait around for for your boys. Like depending on what your work schedule is, maybe you have a week off here and it doesn't work for some other people. Man, go do your thing, man. There's nothing worse than just staying at home because the homies can't make it. You know, like. It'll work out when it works out, but when it doesn't, do your thing. And it's a tough call when you're getting older. Like you said, everyone's schedules are a little different. Some people can come in on a different day, leave a little bit earlier, stay later. Just do whatever you got to do to hit the road, man, because there ain't nothing like it. All right, next up, we got an email from Charlie Turner. It was the summer of 17, and I was working for this mattress company down in Virginia Beach, and they were sponsoring a few athletes and all that, but no podcasts. We had to get to a pop-up shop in Soho, but on the way up north, we planned to stop off at Kirk Cousins' house to do an interview. I was living like a true Virginian down there and would crank cigs, Chick-fil-A, and sweet tea so my body was a constant bunt. By the time we made it up to Kirk's condo outside of DC, we had already done another lunch pit stop for some chicken biscuits from Hardee's. We were setting up cameras and sort of framing up this interview in his basement while his people chatted with our people upstairs. But we had some time to kill, and I was ripping ass the whole time. I'm a very honest dude, okay? Real humble guy. And hey man, if I need to fart, it's gonna happen. And yeah, I'll take the blame. Dude, everyone does it. So yeah, I'm slapping farts out left, right, while doing some interior rearranging, making this dude's condo look, I don't know, somewhat decent for a fucking NFL QB. In the revamping, I find a full shrine in the closet of a full Trump shrine. Mega shit everywhere, photo of them golfing together, fully freaky shit, man. Eventually everything is all staged, and that's when I, you know, seal the deal and try and rid my body of poison and take a shit. Great. Now I feel much better. Oh great, but now Kirk's coming down the stairs for the interview now. Epic. His golden retriever with mega hat follows. Kirk's manager immediately brings up how it stinks down here, and I shrug and blame it on the Hardys. Interview was going great. Kirk's a real charmer, and then we ask if he wants to do some head diving into mattress while throwing the pigskin, and I would be the receiver. My gut was the receiver. My gut is getting drilled with spirals while I'm trying not to trouser cough in front of Captain Kirk. That was a mouthful, man. Yeah, that was an interesting story to say the least. We appreciate you sharing, and uh, it's just an all-around bummer for me as, a, as the lone Captain Kirk fan in the world. Uh, now you gotta tell me he's a Trump man. I might have to rethink my fandom. Kirk's done, man. Minnesota should move on too, bro. Yeah, they got one more year. They reached the cap with him. One more year for Davis to fucking cry himself to sleep. 
Anyways, thanks for that uh, interesting email, homie. Yeah, hope you cleaned up your diet, man. That could have been New Year's resolution for you. <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from Mailman Jordan. Wagwan, Dono, and Seifa. Took me 10 seasons to finally write in and say what up. Damn. Job well done. Podcast is on point, and season 10 is shaping up to be a barn burner. That being said, I'm concerned with the lack of gunshots this season, so I thought I'd throw a joke out there and see if it sticks. Hopefully sets the bar a little higher moving forward. Jamie Foy in Red Bull's You Good looks like Jabba the Hutt with a Red Bull hat on. Damn, mailman Jordan. Anyways, looking for Super Bowl predictions and Dono's predictions specifically for Brady and his Pats. <laughs> it's funny to get that now. Shouts to Will Marshall for going pro. Also, go Packers. Dono, keep them canned coolers filled. I'll say what up to you both at Dunbad in the spring. Also, Ants, Mixtape 3, and let's get another merch drop. He knows who to come to for the beers around here, man. He just wants more beef, yo. Hey, so do we, man. So do we. But not actually. We like beef where people can roast each other and still be friends, man. It's all good fun. Super Bowl predictions, man. We got four teams left. We haven't even got to the rundown yet. So he's asking who's going to win the games this week. Just quick. Who I want to win, I want Packers and Chiefs. I think, you know, old school versus new school would be cool. Damn. And who I think will win. I the mean, exact opposite? The, no, no, no. I think the Packers, I mean, the the Niners could fucking make it pop. Nick Bosa they coming probably down will. Aaron Rodgers' throat. Um, but no, I think Chiefs are going to win either way, man. I hope. Yeah, tough call, but I'd probably go Chiefs and Niners as well, which would be supreme game of offense versus defense. Yeah. With the Niners having a little bit of offense. And as far as Tom Brady goes, man, he ain't done. And the Patriots aren't done either. They're going to run it back at least one or two more years. Robert Kraft would be stupid to let him go. One thing I would like to see one day is Bill Belichick coach another team. Imagine Bill Belichick coached the Texans this year. Oh, you know what yo, I'm that's what we'll get need, into that yo. later too. Like that team needed a new coach, but the Patriots gonna be the same old thing. They gonna win 12 games next year. They're gonna get a wide receiver or two, and uh, the cliff is still a couple years away, man. I'll <laughs> say that. Yo, next year might be that fucking Peyton Manning noodle arm year. Not even close, man. John Brown's got the noodle arm in that division, not Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, next up we got an email from Willie G. Good day, fam. Well, we've had smelly farts trick of the year. Now I want to hear your worst trick of the year, 2019. Hey, and yo, shout out the motherfucking number one podcast in skateboarding. Gang. Probably no surprise here for the <laughs> listeners, but uh, I'm going to go with Sebo Walker's three shove to one foot landing and keep pushing like a true duster with the worst trick selection. Was there a close runner up? Uh, probably Seba Walker doing that like front foot <laughs> impossible thingy to like switch Manny switch flip. And what if you had to pick a third? Would it be Seba Walker? Uh, I'm sure he cracked the list if I <laughs> kept watching this part. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Zach Allen back 5-0 shoved to nose slide. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, next up. Oh, we got an email from the homie from the Listener League, Crazy Travis. (laughs) 
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, Bunt Bros. Huge thanks for the Fantasy League this season. Sorry it didn't work out for you guys. Hey, it didn't work out for you either, fool. Also, quick shout out to Alan and his 10th place finish. Someone's got to recognize the free money. So now that the Pats are out and by the time you air the show, we're down to four teams. Who's your pick to win the Super Bowl? Calling the Packers if they can keep Russ in check this weekend. Think Packers, Ravens would be a good one, but Lamar is no joke. <laughs> also going into fantasy next year, who's your top sneaky picks for the season? The running back sure didn't shake out his plan. See Kamara and Barkley. It's, oh, my God. Yeah, we built a juggernaut in that damn team. Best team on paper. Should be an interesting offseason. Wouldn't be shocked to see more guys go zero RB after this year. Keep up the good work and stay warm up there. Man, a lot of the top wide receivers flop too, man. Man, we almost got Take- laughed out of the chat when we went zero RB. Bruh, Devontae Adams was injured most of the year. Uh, Tyreek was injured like half the year. OBJ was OBJ. OBJ sucked. Um, Michael Thomas was the only like star who was good start to finish. What's Julio his face? had some problems. Julio had some problems. Yo, um, Mario looked like a stud for a little bit, then cooled off. D Hop was shit to start the year, and then he was up and down yeah. towards the end. Like in the in the playoffs, we didn't, he have, feel didn't like he have ten sturdy. yards or something. Yeah, he just doesn't get enough touchdowns to make him take that next level. Feeling started off good, boom, injury. Yo, Juju. <sighs> Juju might have been the worst pick of the draft. Yeah. So. Man, yeah, some RBs flopped, but I think more wide receivers flopped. Um, a lot of guys... All the top RBs were good, except for Connor, I feel like. No, Camaro was horrible, man. Yeah, Camaro was... After that fight. Barkley was also horrible. Yeah. Huh. Like, come on. It's not, we Barkley missed the was playoffs good. with those two, man. Well, yeah, but Barkley was good until he got hurt. But same and, thing. Yeah, but then he sucked. He missed some games. He scored then, 40 points in the last week. I know, but that where, didn't where help... We, what, right that, where we needed him. That didn't help a lot of people, man. <laughs> But sneaky top picks, yo. Derrick Henry's making you can't a take case. Derrick Henry, man, for for first overall. I'm just saying, but I'm a McCaffrey guy. Um, sneaky. I just heard this on Bill Simmons' podcast this morning that he's like going over a hundred carries in the month. Jesus Christ! Yeah, they stack an eight in the box. And it doesn't running. matter, man. That's a lot of work, though. Uh, I'll go with. Well, I don't know if he's gonna be that sneaky just because. He had a huge touchdown in the wildcard weekend, but DK Metcalf going to spread his wings and uh, take it to another level next season. Yeah, I feel like DK Metcalf and AJ Brown are the same. Like, It's probably a little bit better playing with Russell Wilson. And throughout the playoffs, we've seen a little bit less from AJ Brown. But I think in the regular season, when they're not going to lean on Derrick Henry, King Henry, like they are right now, they might air it out a little bit more. So I'd say AJ Brown too. But one guy I tried to trade for in every league was unsuccessful and who really uh, just runs some smooth, smooth routes, man. It's Kenny G, dog. Kenny Galladay. Need that guy on my team. And then maybe Chris Godwin, too. He's not sneaky, but he'll go, like, back half of the top ten of wide receivers, and he was the one for a while, so still good value. Maybe uh, Gus Edwards or Justice Hill, too. We'll see what happens with Mark Ingram. Getting older. <clears throat> Could be another one of those Derrick Henry, DeMarco Murray situations over there where you just got to wait it out. And as far as your Super Bowl predictions, we just answered a couple emails ago who we thought were going to get there. Now we'll hit you with the winner, man. 
Chiefs, if they're defense, yo, Terrell Suggs, do your thing, baby. Chiefs, you got the offense. Now you just need your defense to fucking step your game up, and you're the clear favorite in my eyes. It's the San Francisco 49ers, man. The most complete team. Let's roll, dog. All right, y'all, that's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Get your emails and voice notes into the buntlive at gmail.com. Welcome to The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. You know exactly where we going. It was the divisional matchup weekend. You like all four games, dog? Loved it, man. Loved it. <clears throat> some great football and some horrible football. I was on a snowboard trip in which we did no snowboarding. So I missed a couple games due to not having any Wi-Fi at this cabin. <laughs> so I missed a little bit, but we're going to start with a game I did watch. Your Minnesota Vikings versus the San Francisco 49ers. Kirk Cousin looking absolutely helpless. Without Dalvin Cook leading the way, the Vikings couldn't do nothing, man. You know what time it is. Kirk Cousin's under pressure. He can't handle it. I mean, I loved him from my first year in fantasy, having him in Washington. And it was just the same weekly stress, man. Anytime this guy gets pressured, he just throws it out of bounds and it drives me crazy or takes a sack. Um, he's really frustrating to watch. He's a Trump supporter, so I might have to hop off the wagon. No, I'm just kidding. No, Kirk for life. Up. Kirk for oh, life. That's more than enough incentive to get off the wagon. <laughs> I know, this I'm is your kidding. last chance. Uh, no, I got to think about it. <laughs> man, the confused look on his face is absolutely incredible, man. Like, you know exactly what's going on. Why are you looking confused, dog? You're getting your ass whooped. One thing I didn't like was that Joey Bosa, like, fake injury thing when he stayed down then he got oh, up and like yeah. pumped it like that wwf nick the, bosa what's it what did i say joey oh yeah imagine they have both but the niners they make quick and easy work of the vikings yo those those are both some trump guys man interesting combo there yeah <laughs> i'm off the wagon um yeah that was sad sad ending for the vikings but i mean any realistic uh, Vikings fans knew that Cousins was probably not going to help them. And man, Cook, man, he 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 had like eight carries at one point in the in the game and was going nowhere with them. <clears throat> so the next game, I missed most of it. The Ravens versus the Titans. Wish I got to see, but the floor is yours, man. Yo, that game was crazy, man. It, my my friend Eric came over to watch it with me and. It reminded me so much of the first football game I watched start to finish, which was the Cam Newton, Peyton Manning Super Bowl. And all year I listened to first take while working construction, never watched the football game, but just heard Cam this, Cam that all years, that crazy MVP year. Maybe remember uh, Jalen had said he, he'd already seen the game and he won. Yeah. So then I go pull up to watch my first game ever. And you're like, yo, say like, you ain't ready for this like Superman Cam. And then. The game just kept going. I'm like, yo, like, when's he gonna do something? You're like, it's coming, it's coming. And then it never happened. Exact same feeling this week. My friend Eric was like, oh, I never watched the Ravens. Like, he doesn't really watch too much football. He's like, I've heard like so much about Lamar. I'm like, yo, bro, trust me, it's coming. And then uh, next thing you know, it never happened. They got spanked at home. Uh, Lamar looked confused. Yep. Mark Ingram couldn't get anything going on the ground i know he was a little banged up from <clears throat> his calf injury or whatever uh they just 
a lot of drop passes um and then on the other end derrick henry man and yo Tannehill, fucking i don't think he had that many total yards but like it was like 88 yeah but i think he had 79 in the first half but that that was basically all they needed man they just killed clock derrick henry threw a touchdown after that huge beast run where i was surprised they actually caught him but dude it was just uh it was sad for uh, everyone on the Lamar fucking bandwagon. I know Bleacher Report's been riding his dick all year, and Lamar's? I know they, yeah. yeah, I know they had so much Lamar like memes and shit ready to go that they made ahead of time, and they're like, "Oh shit, quick, make some Titan shit, quick!" Like, yo, that that was sick, man. I I like Lamar and the Ravens, but I was also kind of getting sick of uh, how cocky it seemed they were getting towards the end of the season. And, Dude, um, that's a lot like the Cam Newton-led Panthers that year as well. Remember, Josh Norman would show up with the baseball bat. Yeah, yeah. And they thought they were all that. And then you run into a good game plan. You guys had a week off, looking a little rusty. The wide receivers were dropping balls. Dude, Coach Vrabel, man, taking down some big dogs right now. Real shit, man. I, some of those memes coming out have been so funny. Yeah. Remember the Titans, and then there's like a picture of like Lamar and Tom Brady like crying and shit um but yeah that, Next that game was the crazy. biggest test for him man fuck for those boys oh, man the titans are playing with free money man no one expected them to get this far there's no pressure on them and one thing that i absolutely loved was derrick henry's interview after the game how humble he was and i went on his instagram and it was like something about don't talk or be quiet work harder or something like they, they just have the right attitude where it's like, yo, no one believes in us, and uh, we're not going to talk shit. We're not going to pump our chests. We're just going to do our job and go as far as we go. It reminds me of the Toronto Raptors. Yo, real talk. Real hey, talk. Man. And it worked out for us. But moving over to the Sunday games, started with the game you were excited for, the Texans and the Chiefs. Pure shootout potential. I caught a little bit of, about, I caught a little bit of this game. We were driving back, so I missed basically all of the texans points but who needed to see those anyways <laughs> yeah honestly that was the fakest 24-0 i've ever seen um <clears throat> i mean obviously special teams is part of the game but let's not act like deshaun watson was lighting anything up i had that good play to kenny stills yeah that that was a dope drive uh, i think that was the opening drive dollar dollar stills man um that was sick and then you know the punt block for a touchdown yeah and then tyree those Kill. are always so exciting to see yeah, yeah. blocks but like i was i love both those teams you know i, I fuck with deshaun watson and d hop this was the next step you wanted deshaun watson to take exactly uh, they need to build on this and the first uh step in building is firing their coach but anyways it's the perfect thing that could have happened they won a game so they got a little bit of experience they got two playoff games in one was at home one was on the road won the one at home like they should Bill O'Brien, man, I just hope you put the nail in your coffin, dog. No, but I hope because I'm scared. This punt. Is, yeah, no, that was that. Yeah, you're so, going against a team that can put up points easy, dog. You're in your own end, a, in your own end. Dude. Fucking hell! This is one. Of, this is one of those things where I'm scary for them because I want to see them do better next year. Is uh, I hope Bill O'Brien didn't pull the Dwayne Casey where he did just enough did just enough to keep oh, his job he can't man because can't yo what was the other thing where they didn't go for it they, no. they kicked the field goal on fourth and one yeah but there was another fourth down they were gonna go for no at they, the end of the game that they weren't gonna go for it was like 
It was like 48 to 30, whatever. Oh, yeah. And, and they you get, tried to pull them off. Yeah. And, and Deshaun's, Deshaun's like, what? what the fuck? Like, and then they got to call a timeout. <laughs> yeah. Waste another timeout. That guy's confused, man. He'd be like a good assistant coach, I think. Max. That's Cap. Yeah. And Can we just talk about my boy for one second? Who's your uh, boy? The man I've been calling the best tight end in football since before Gronk retired. And they had a game. You know, but, we had our beat. Yo, first player in NFL history with three touchdowns in one quarter. That's fucked up, my guy. That's crazy. Well, when you score fucking eight straight touchdowns and the whole fucking stadium runs out of fireworks, they couldn't even celebrate them at the end. <laughs> Someone's got to be getting in the end zone. You know who was who looked real good to me was Hardman on that run back, man. That speed. They got speed to kill. That's it. So smart on the their drafting, man. They're like, yo, we might be without Tyreek this year because he's a fucking lunatic. savage lunatic off the field but let's just get a bunch of speedsters and uh yo robinson dropped some fucking passes too man they could have had a few more scores <clears throat> but yeah oh and d will whoo had a game man but yo i i just had a feeling as soon as damian williams got that first touchdown i was like yo here they come and i'm like in my head i'm just like yo it's gonna feel like like, the Texans are just going to wake up like, what the fuck happened, man? Bill O'Brien happened. That's what happened. 24-0. Well, I'm going to agree with you. Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the league now, man. Straight the fuck up, Rob G had to leave. Yo, George Kittle, man. Fall back. Yo, George Kittle just needs a bigger role, and he could be 1A, 1B, don't you think? Well, he also doesn't have Mahomes throwing to him, so it's going to be tough, man. Kelsey. Listen, he would need a bigger role. Jimmy G, I don't know if he can make someone look as good as uh, Mahomes. No, absolutely not. So the last game of the weekend, and like I said, potentially the most competitive game of the weekend. It was like the only one that I got to watch start to finish uninterrupted. That was definitely the, the most competitive, but it didn't feel competitive for the first half. No. But in classic Seahawks fashion, they turned it on late. They they always got to make it a one-score game. They hang around, man. That drop ball, though, by Turner just killed the momentum. Could have gave him another first down. Potentially could have kept rolling. But one thing, man, that makes me sad. If they had Chris Carson or Rashad Penny, and if you look at the final four teams, the Seahawks could be a favorite, man. For sure, man. It's it's sad. We talked about it last week. Just a team built off the run, and you lose your first, second, and third running back. What are you going to do? Procise dust, too. Not that yeah. he was a game changer, but... Chris Carson was an absolute beast all season long. And then Rashad Penny with the freshest legs in the business. Yeah. <clears throat> tragic, tragic ending. But, yo, I mean, it sucks to lose, especially when when you're killing it all year. But uh, next year, man, DK Metcalf in year two, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny. Uh, if they could just get through the season healthy, they'll be right back. This is like the perfect duo of Lockett and Metcalf. Yeah, love so it. opposite. Yeah. DK, man, balled out. But the Packers pulled it off. Like you said, Devontae Adams, potentially one of your favorite players in the league. Absolute stud. Route running stud. Working with Aaron Rodgers. That'll do it too, man. Good guy to have in your corner. And, and Aaron Jones, the emergence. The guy's been freed. And the Packers are going to put up a good fight in San Francisco this weekend. Yeah, man. I just... Devontae Adams exposed them, but against a better defense he's getting richard sherman 
Yeah. He's getting the Richard Sherman treatment, man. So it's gonna be a good it's gonna be good to see. He should be able to burn his old ass. Whew. But yo, <laughs> yo, the, no no, what I was gonna say is man, yeah, they're yeah, talking about would... Lazard as the wide receiver too. I'm like, man. He is. He, he need, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, oh. like, this guy just came up out of nowhere this year, whatever. He's a Well, random. there's supposed to be two other guys, Allison that, that's and Scanlon. That's Those my guys point. Are is, the real uh, bums. They, they, need, they need some better receivers, man. After Devontae Adams, it's a, the, the talent level falls off a cliff. But you think that that's one of the best positions to play in football is the second receiver for Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams is going to get all the coverage. All the schemes are going to be to eliminate him. They just need one guy to step up. Remember in August, we were talking about who would you rather, Baldez Scaling or Allison? It's <laughs> the fucking... You want Lazard? Like, you got to be kidding me, man. That's what I'm saying, man. They so couldn't have gotten scary. anybody at the trade deadline? You got Aaron Rodgers, man. You got to have three proper wide receivers, not one, and then some random no-name bomb-ass Nikes. It was good to see my boy, Jimmy Graham, ice the game. A lot of... Uh, People complaining about that one, saying he didn't get the first down. Oh, but... he didn't get the first down. <laughs> Did you not see? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, does your does your face count as down? I don't know. No, it's the ball. <laughs> that was. So... Uh, yeah, that that was. Whatever a... though, the Seahawks, they're done anyways. I think they they capped out. That's right where they capped out. Like having a close game with the Packers. I feel like the, the Niners would just obliterate the Seahawks. Yeah. Well, I mean, last time they played, I think it was uh, thirty-seven to eight. Or something. Yeah. So I think we're better off seeing what we're seeing. Yeah. One last football note you wanted to, to bring up. You're coming at my boy. The crystal clear image. Record breaker. Can't guard Mike. Had his Twitter fingers happy. And Safa busted out the K word. And I just can't stand for it, man. So Donovan won his fantasy league. Michael Thomas has been his keeper for a couple years. Since a rookie, not and, a couple, man. Okay, and you guys That's don't my know road this, dog. But, but Donald takes it extremely personal when you attack anyone who's on like his team. Like you don't. No, I can separate. Once once fantasy is over, I can just go back to being a fan. I said Michael Hardly, Thomas. Hardly, you like have to unplug for two weeks, man. I said Michael Thomas was being a kook when he was going off from his couch chirping the Vikings for losing. And you know what? Maybe if he had one little chirp, that would have been fine. But he was literally going back and forth, tweeting all kinds of shit. Like, dog, shut the fuck up. They beat you. Your season's over. You look like Antonio Brown right now, tweeting from your couch. And that's where I took exception. He does not look like Antonio Brown. Yo, that his shit about I caught seven passes with a broken hand. None of you guys caught like more than one. Sounds nails to me. That is so kooky, and no one wants to hear from you anymore. Can't guard Mike. Like, I just think that was kooky as fuck. I don't know what you guys think. If there's any neutral fans out there, send us an email. Was that a kook move or not? And just look it up if you haven't seen it. Yeah, just go to at Can't Guard Mike on Twitter. Had a couple things to say about the Vikings who were probably talking trash. No, shouldn't have beat. Yeah, during talking the game. trash. So what? Why can't I talk for a second? You just had the floor. <laughs> Holy, she's just fucking Stephen A over here. You ain't running this shit. <laughs> the Vikings were talking you? shit. Who are you, Molly? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? Yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back it up, dog. <laughs> The Vikings probably talking trash. They irked them. 
And he just waited for his time to say his piece. And now they lost. Everyone else is on the couch. Like I said, sports and playoffs leads to one winner. Everyone's talking shit till they lost. In the NFL, 31 losers and one winner. So the Saints and the Vikings are just both losers now. They can say whatever they want. Cam Jordan said the same thing. Took a picture of an empty seat on his couch and told the Vikings to join him. See, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. That's the same thing. No, it's not. That's yeah. one funny. Mike is in his feelings a little bit. Exactly. That's... So he's in his feelings, but he's not a coot. <laughs> he's not a coot. So, okay, okay. Wait. You can you can just say Donald. a couple crazy things, but it doesn't make you a coot. No, I said he was kooking it. He so was is he a kooky. kook or was the behavior kook? I don't know him, but that was kooky. I don't know if he's a kook, you know, in life in general, but that was kooky was what I was saying. Okay, in your heart of hearts, if someone else did that, that was never on your fantasy team and didn't lead you to back-to-back championships and I called them a kook, would you have put up a fight like this? I can't say. <laughs> there, I have to go there. through it. I'm Stephen yeah. A and I just dusted yeah. you, Max. <laughs> no, Max don't lose arguments, man. True. He, never, he just denies, denies. Yeah. I never said anything. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but if, yeah, let us know what you think, man. Was that is it kooky to go on Twitter after the game and chirp a team that just beat you? No. You let us know. It's the way he did it because I didn't see Cam Jordan's thing, but I think that's hilarious. Yeah. It's the way he was going and the way he went about it and how much back and forth there was and what he was saying nonstop fucking chirping. Like, shut the fuck up. You lost. How many passes can you catch with a broken hand? Oh, my God. <laughs> So if you're big fantasy basketball guys like we are, this news matters a lot. Lots of injuries going on in the league right now. We're just going to give you a quick rundown. Our boy AD took a big fall, landed on his tailbone. Anyone who's ever had a tailbone injury knows that that sucks. But he looks like he's going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, he missed that back-to-back, which was no surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully it doesn't last forever. I'd like to see him back on the court. He's having a... Uh, MVP like season not that he's gonna win it but I know he's he's gunning for defensive player of the year as well so get back soon AD in a shocking turn of events LeBron James is now load managing calling it flu like (laughs) symptoms and this that and the other LeBron missed the game and get used to it because he should probably start missing a couple down the stretch here Um, Embiid busted his finger looks like he was gonna be okay yeah but now that they say there's torn ligaments in there, they'll probably take it slow with him. They got one thing in my man, that's the playoffs. So they yeah, he had surgery and he's being reevaluated in a week to two weeks. But uh yeah, the interesting thing there is that he he wanted to play as much as possible this year, go for defensive player of the year and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing that they were talking about was home court after losing in Toronto in game seven. Yeah. I remember after that he was talking about like now he didn't understand the value of home court until this last season. So a game seven we'll get that. Yeah. Then they're they're like I think the Raps are ahead of them in the standings. And they might be the fifth seed right now. I'll double check that. But it'll be interesting to see how they manage him because <clears throat> They don't want to get dusted in the first round. Like they're not going to the finals unless they have home court advantage. Yeah, they need it. Philly's yeah. not an easy place to play either. Drew Holiday, something going on with his elbow or bicep. In one of my low key greatest trade heists ever, acquired Drew Holiday to have him miss the whole week. But <laughs> <laughs> he should be back this week. I hope, man. If not Monday, then later on in the week. Our boy Pascal Siakam was out for a couple weeks there back played last night low minutes but 
and they lost could use a little bit more but uh, yeah that was annoying he started the game five for five i think mm-hmm. and i was like Woo! Oh, uh, and i forgot to mention i traded jimmy butler for siakam the other day and not expecting him to play and then um i was like damn welcome back pascal and then i think he finished the game like five for 16. So. yeah he slowed down a little bit and he missed the game tying layup rust it's rust man but that's a game we need to win for fuck's sakes so tough to lose to san antonio when we had him right where we we were up 13. fuck's sakes man porzingis you got news porzingis no news but they gotta be extra cautious with him they were like third seed in the west for a bit there but uh yeah they lost um Doncic for a bit and then porzingis as soon as he came back so uh still a playoff team i hope his knees all right um, that's been that's been a pretty fun surprising team this year, man. Yeah, they've meshed quite well. Another guy, Bog Bog, he can't seem to get it straight this year. <laughs> it's boy. always something, man. But when he plays, he's great. Same with D'Angelo Russell, came back from injury. You can slot him back into your lineup if you have him. He's an absolute stud when he plays. It's just he ain't playing much. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's always like ankle. It's like I don't see him twist his ankle, but he's always got yeah. something wrong with his ankle. Some couple updates on Steph Curry back shooting in the gym. They're saying reevaluated in February. Yo, you know what's funny though? They should let the chef and D Russ play together for a while. See how it works. Yeah, but one thing is uh, literally the day that that update came out about Steph and like they're all optimistic and shit. Uh, Steve Kerr podcast came out on. Uh, chris haynes podcast and they're like oh he might come back early blah 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 and the same day i heard steve kerr from his own mouth say that he might be back at some point in march so for to ronan and uh nick molnar out there sitting on steph curry good luck with that with no ir spot that ain't easy man anyone else yeah wendell carter jr out for a few weeks yeah on the lowly bulls Carl Anthony Towns should be back this week. He's been out for a while. Mr. Injury Proof is uh, having a, a rough go this year. but Yeah, that's a weird one. Didn't see that happening. And Thomas Bryant's back. Yeah, Thomas Bryant. Zion supposed to be back soon. Lots of ins and outs in the NBA this year, man. No team is safe, so make sure you're checking those lineups. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Bunt. Thank you all for listening. Check back next week. If the barn's not burnt.